2: Crunchy. Crunchy. Crunchy Crunchy Food
3: court, food court Food court with Richard Blaze Argue in the food court Food court with Richard Blaze
4: Welcome to
3: Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. This is Food Court, and I'm Richard Blaze. I am a chef, but then someone gave me a courtroom, and now I'm a judge with props. And it weighs on me. We've been talking about it. It's serious. I'm a serious, serious judge. So many of you are telling me that on social. None of you are telling me that on social media. Joining us in the court today, we have one of the hosts of the podcast, Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, and the producer of other incredible shows.
2: Welcome. It's Matt Frederick. <laughs> Beep <laughs> oh. Oh Man, it's so awesome to be here. Richard, my two other co-hosts, Ben and Noel, yes. got to do bacon versus sausage. And ever since that day, that was season one, I have been just biding my time, waiting, emailing Crystal, emailing <laughs> Crystal Moore, calling Chris. No, I don't think I ever called her, but I'm so excited to be here. Listen,
3: we are it's an honor to have you there. And that was one of the most heated debates your colleagues were in. That was one of the ones mm-hmm. that, that probably started me down this path of this burden that I carry with breaking people's hearts like how do you even make that decision because they were also, they came to play no no pressure here guys but they came to play and speaking of coming to play going up against matt it's the host of the ephemeral podcast here at iHearts. it's alex williams hello good morning your honor Alex, Crystal. Alex coming in very formal. Good morning, Your Honor. (laughs) We all know that flattery gets you everywhere here in the food court. Mm -hmm. Noel and Ben, they argued about sausage and bacon.
2: What side would you have picked? You know, I generally would have said bacon for many of the reasons my colleague Ben put forward. However, now that I am sided with. My thing for this show, let's say for this episode, I believe sausage wins. What, <laughs> what kind of concocted answer is that? The, con- the concoction is the dark beer in which you can uh, boil a sausage and impart flavors.
3: Oh well, listen, there's some strategery happening right there for sure. Alex, listen, I'm going to let you weigh in on the uh, bacon sausage debate. I'll be honest, I don't even remember what side I went with. <laughs> Sausage. I no, w- we went sausage. I went sausage. Crystal saying, ba- no one knows. Season three. This was pre-pandemic, folks.
0: Well, Noel brought his daughter and yes. she was like bacon.
3: <laughs> and, that, and, and that pushed it over the edge. But no, we went sausage. I didn't know we could we bring children. It helps. It helps. It helps. Alex, uh, weigh in on the uh, the classic bacon versus sausage debate.
5: So I feel like bacon is kind of the same all the time there's le- there's various qualities of it but it's kind of the same thing most times it's, sausage is such a variety it's like a whole food group it's like so it's, i would definitely go sausage okay
3: i like that but it's sausage is its own world like it's 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 a whole <laughs> it's a it's a netflix series it like it, with spin-offs like it could be breakfast sausage you could have then the spin-off chorizo you can have all of these amazing shows oh. i mean
2: Chorizo. Oh my god,
3: it's so good. Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you as passionate as Matt about arguing food-based topics?
5: <laughs> I might just be passionate about arguing. Um, <laughs> it hasn't necessarily been the most useful thing in, like, the relationships in my life, but maybe it will prove of use today. We shall
3: see. You like sparring? Damn. I, I I I I'm
5: seeing you in like
3: fencing garb right now. This is something like you. Have, you like the you like the thrill of the of the competition, the
5: debate. on guard, sir. Yes, there. I tell you what, Matt Frederick's one of my favorite people to argue with. We've had many a good argument in our lives. Ooh. That's
2: that's just because I'm adverse to any kind of conflict, so I just go. Ah, uh, yep, you win. Okay, not to put
3: you on the spot. What is a potential uh, office debate that you've had? or a working debate that you've had, that you can, a water cooler moment, something that happened in the break room, something unrelated to food. Like, I mean, uh, is it music? Is it
2: TV? Is it pop culture? It is music. And we actually play, we play in a band together. Uh, Honorable judge. And uh, (laughs) although he is away now, very far away from Atlanta, so we can't do that. We'd have all kinds of arguments about how complicated a driving beat should be. Oh,
3: okay, There we go. (laughs) Now, do you have do you have differences in opinion when it comes to your favorite bands or like the most historical work that's been done in the music? What, what, what What genre of music are we playing, by the way, guys?
5: You know, oh, what, together? Yeah, yeah, together. The band was called Sex Faucet. Yeah. (laughs) So you can figure that out. I don't know. (laughs) I think Ben and I, we've had some good, like, long road trip, car trips where we, like, should I say this, Matt? We might get besmirched, but we'd like rocked out to Coldplay together. I think we yeah, agreed we on, oh. on that point that we, that we both think Coldplay is kind of besmirched and, and underrated.
3: Oh, I have to agree with that. And, like you're, and really? like this probably makes Aww. you feel bad <laughs> because I'm not cool. So if I'm like Coldplay is cool, I'm probably actually arguing the <laughs> argument itself. Uh, but I don't know. There's, there's been a time, in my play, a time in my life where I've listened to Yellow like 19 times in a row. I'm pretty sure. Dude. Pretty sure. Yes.
5: Man, it's a solid track. It's a solid track. All right. You (laughs) get no hate from us.
3: It's the scientist for me. Mm, Same, same. Oh, and also dropping in the pop culture. It's the, for (laughs) me. It's the blank for me. Matt Frederick, always coming up. Okay, listen, here we go. Matt, sum up the case you've brought to the food court today in around a sentence
2: or so. Dark beer is one of the most delicious things you can place in your mouth. Okay. All right. The argument for dark beer. Somehow
3: it's been over two years and no one has brought a beer argument to the food courts. Alex, dark beer, not your thing, I'm guessing then.
5: I mean, I wouldn't say it's not my thing, but y- you've got a table full of beers. I'm probably going to go for something on an average day, just a little bit lighter, like a like a good old fashioned American style pale lager. Hmm. Okay, I like that though. Like like taking,
3: making it a little bit more serious, not just saying light beer. But there it is, the argument. It is dark beer versus light beer. Before we get into the arguments here in the food court, we like to have a quick trivia round, just like every court does. The winner of the <laughs> trivia round gets to decide the order that you'll present your arguments. In order to do that, since you're both joining us from different cities and virtually, you'll need a buzzer. I'm in studio, so I get to have... Things like the bell from the uh, Nintendo classic Punch Out, the clown car. But I'm not playing, <laughs> gentlemen. You're playing, Matt. What buzzing sound or noise will you use to chime in today for the trivia?
2: I will use this tongue drum, and it will sound like this. I didn't know we needed to
5: bring a tongue drum. Oh, a tongue drum!
2: <laughs> can you can you hear that? In fact, I can hear it. Yes. I can. It a matter of fact. Great. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I, not, I You're not right only winning. can I hear it,
3: I feel like it's a new TikTok account for you. <laughs> you just do that like a, a couple hundred times. Just um, quietly staring into the camera. I can it? do that.
5: Yeah. All right, Alex, what sound effect are you going to be using? Oh, man, I didn't bring a cool sound effect. I have a cup here. <laughs> yes. Perfect. A little sort it's, of, like, it's like the baby tongue drum.
3: A little tingy. That's going to be tough for me to figure out. The two are pretty similar, but no, okay. One, uh, A little tinny, so I get that. <laughs>
0: Alex, you can just use your voice. You can just say something or because they do sound too much Oh,
3: we're getting, we're getting the, oh, uh, the note yeah. that they're
5: too. And I could post something out on my telephone probably. I probably have something silly on here. Nope, that doesn't work. You can growl. You can roar. You could
2: you just hit a note. Yeah. You can
3: sing.
0: Hit a note. Make it more complicated.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I, okay. I'll just um, I'll clap. A clap works. Does that
0: work,
3: Crystal? Okay. All right, Alex, your noise will be a, a clap, a clap in. Okay, trivia. Question one. Again, the winner of the trivia gets to decide who goes first in the debate here in food court. Question one. What beer was known as the champagne of beers? Alex is oh. first. Well, I don't there know choices. it was. I think oh, there are choices, Alex. Oh, there's I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, there are Go choices. Ahead. Bud Light, A. B. Miller High Life. C. Pabst Blue Ribbon. The champagne of beers was... Is? I think it still is. Uh, number B, Miller High Life. <laughs> the number B. <laughs> Ooh, the Miller High Life. That is actually correct. Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. I think that's a great slogan, by the way. It really yes. is. Like, I can see the bubbles, you know, the effervescence through the through the bottle right now. The
5: slogan I don't from- know this, but I feel like they've had it for a long time, and I feel like I just talked over you, and you were going to tell me.
3: <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, they, yeah, they've had it for a long because I, I feel like I have- Fond childhood memories of like my dad playing softball and kicking back a Miller High Life after hitting a monstrous home run. It was probably like a ground out to short. But I was a kid. He was my dad.
2: <laughs> Man, mine, my dad's was Milwaukee's best. Ah, there it is. There it is.
3: The slogan came from the beer having softer bubbles, giving it a more champagne-like taste for sure. I love softer soft. bubbles. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Alex, you got number one. You're up one zero. Question two. Uh, for all of you into pop culture. Homer Simpson famously loves beer. What is his favorite brand of beer? There's no multiple choice. Going to the tape here.
2: Uh, oh, I hope I'm Matt. right. Matt is it- Matt,
3: is, Matt, is in first. What is Duff? Duff beer is correct. Oh, do you have to sh- phrase it like a question? Jeopardy all of a sudden? You do not. You do not. But listen, we appreciate Matt's enthusiasm. We appreciate the enthusiasm Duff beer, and we are in a tight one. We're locked up 1-1 with one trivia question left. The winner of this last question gets to decide who presents first in the uh, oral arguments. Here we go. Oh, oh, whoa, what is this? Bonus points. This is coming new to the script. Bonus points if you can name three more versions of Duff, of Duff beer, of the brand Duff beer on The Simpsons. They have – it's not just Duff. There is Duff. Light? There is Duff light. You get you – Diet Duff? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the diet sounds like duff ice. There is a duff ice. Duff ice. Oh. Uh, you got one more, one more. Anyone? You got, there's a bunch. There's like twelve of them, by the way. This is oh a my lot gosh. crystal spent a lot of time watching Simpson's episodes for this. So we gotta play okay. this one out a little longer. Uh, duff. Here, nuclear, no. Here's no. one you'll never get. Tartar control duff. Tartar control duff. <laughs> what a guy. shout out That's to the writer's time. room right there.
2: Is there an atomic duff?
3: There, there there, should be, but there is not. Okay. Uh, we're, this one's over. Okay. But there was there is a Duff Light, Dry, Dark, Draft, Lager. Duff Stout, the beer that made Ireland famous. Yes. And, of course, <laughs> Duff Extra Cold and Duff Micro Brew. Crystal, thank you so much for all the hard work that you put Duff in here. Wow. We got an amazing staff. No one gets the bonus point. We only named one. Question three, this is for the win. In the 80s, Bud Light had a spokes dog party animal who first showed up in a Super Bowl ad in 1987. What was this dog's name?
5: That's Alex. Uh, It's not multiple. I just say it. Spuds McKenzie? It is Spuds McKenzie. How did you know that?
3: (laughs) Which I've always wanted to do a potato dish called Spuds McKenzie, by the way, which I think I need to do potatoes cooked in beer. But thank you for the inspiration, guys, for the topic. (laughs) I think that's going to work. Budweiser retired him in 1989, presumably to get back to being a full-time, party-time, cool guy dog.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Retired him to a farm upstate or-
3: Also, I just want to know, there's probably how many spuds make- I did one commercial in my career. It was a cat commercial that I consistently get hounded for. Um, And it was with the Fancy Feast cat. And, Uh you know, when you film with a famous animal, there's multiple animals, right? There's multiple Mm -hmm. animals. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say this. Crystal, but so like, how many Spuds McKenzie's were there? That's the question. Only one. Crystal's saying there was only one Spuds McKenzie. And beep out everything I said about the fancy feast cat, because (laughs) they're definitely coming for me, 100%. All right, listen, that means that, Alex, you have won the trivia. You get to make the big decision right here. Who presents their argument first? You're going to be the home team? You're going to bat first, Alex?
5: Oh, geez. Uh, Yeah, Matt can go first. All right. Oh, yeah. Matt, you are going to present
3: first. You get to let us know why dark beer reigns supreme. You'll have three minutes and we'll get into the debate right after this break.
4: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
1: At
3: And we are back here in the food court to recap today. We have the case of dark versus light beer, and perhaps also existentially. I'm going to try really
2: hard. Is it good versus bad? Uh, We'll see. Not to object myself.
3: Yes. Well, here it goes. This is the way it works. You probably know, but each of you will have three minutes to state your case. During the three minutes, you need to lay out uh, your case and not focus on your opponents. This isn't your time to go negative. That comes later in the rebuttal round. Guys, do we both understand the rules here? Yes. I understand. We have a verbal confirmation. I need you just like on an airplane to say it out loud.
5: I understand. (laughs) I
3: don't know why I'm making you do the... uh... (laughs) You're in the, uh, the, the 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 jump seat on the airplane here. Okay. <laughs> After you both state your cases, you'll get two minutes of rebuttal, uh, and then you can go as low as you'd like or as light or as dark as you'd like. Uh-huh. Look, I wrote that one in myself. Crystal's so proud of nice. her right it's now. That
2: is beautiful. Nice. All
3: right. Crystal's going to get the time up. It's three minutes on the clock, and Matt, you get to let us know why dark beer is the best. Your three minutes starts
2: now. My esteemed colleague, Honorable Judge Blaze, I have a question for you, uh, rhetorical in nature. Uh, Shall we all abide by the 506-year-old Bavarian Purity Law, which states beer is and only can be water, barley, hops, and yeast? That part was added later when it was discovered. Nay, I say, nay. We shall add to our ales and lager, pilsners and porters any and all ingredients we dang well please, and furthermore... We'll manipulate those ingredients in increasingly innovative ways. We've been doing so since the 1700s. Why would we stop now? When brewmasters in England discovered that raising the temperature just a smidge and slightly singeing their grains added to their concoctions a hint of smokiness, excitement, something different, something new. And as time passed, we discovered that you could add other flavors, especially to darker beers. When you combine them with cereal grains, it created songs on our tongues. Things like coffee, chocolate, cherry, coconut, even peanut butter. Peanut butter in a beer. It's true. Darker beers are hearty. They're filled with calories. Even if you don't need them, they're there for you. Just in case you're hungry or you're tired, they'll give you the calories. Think about a special occasion in your life. Maybe you crack open an expensive bottle of wine that's been aging for years. Why not instead? Crack open a delicious porter that's had coffee brewed with it. (laughs) That's the one I'm holding up right now, Judge Blaze, As well as perhaps this imperial coconut stout. Coconuts. Delicious. Or if you're maybe a scientist, maybe a little bit insane, you could add coffee and coconut and create this stout as these brewmasters in Georgia did. (sighs) Again, gentlemen, the most important fact about dark beer We've discovered a method that can make beer even more delicious and creamy with the addition of a single substance, a substance that's benefited all of mankind as it hangs in the air we breathe. It's played no small part in the genius and popularity of our most honorable judge, nitrogen. (laughs) You can add this tasteless, colorless, odorless gas to the darkest of brews and it becomes something again, new, exciting and unfathomably tasty. As a wise old tiny green Jedi once said, once you start down the dark path, forever it will dominate your destiny. So come to the dark side. We have coffee. <laughs> wow.
3: With 30 seconds to spare, but I felt like there's nothing, I mean that, that, there's nothing else to say right there. Yoda has not made an appearance in the food court, spiritually. <laughs> I don't believe the word nitrogen has been used to persuade me. And it works. I'm sure. I'm sure it worked for a hot second right there. Wow, lots of flavor. You know, it's almost. I mean, dare Almost getting into constitutional beverage law. Five o. <laughs> the five o six Bavarian. Like Your uh, oh my gosh, so much information. Saying that that was dark, really
2: the strategy, Judge, to overwhelm you with information. <laughs> right, well, listen.
3: Lots of great information. Lots of great talk about flavors. And is the dark? Is dark beer the special occasion? Beverage of choice, or should it be Alex? You'll have three minutes to let us know why uh, light beer is best, and your three minutes starts now.
5: So I don't have nearly as special of a performance as Matthew, <laughs> but I think that my point is maybe just a little bit more basic than that. I don't really have anything against a heavier style beer, but I feel like, especially in 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 this sort of in the in the craft beer era of late that the lager has been really besmirched. And even when you do a little research about this, you just see lager described as like flavorless. (laughs) Can I say (laughs) Um, (laughs) Bland, watery, basic, disappointing. And so I guess it's really three things for me. I think the experience that, well, the flavor is very different, right? The flavor of a of a, of a a craft beer can be many different things. All beers are basically lagers or ales, right? It depends on the kind of yeast you put in them. An ale's got top-fermenting yeast. A lager's got bottom-fermenting yeast. Ales range in a bunch of different ways. There's lighter ones like sours and pale ales. IPAs, it gets into heavier stuff like scotches and porters and stouts and stuff that gets really very intense. And lagers tend to be a lot easier drinking, you know, the basic American lagers, like, essentially like a Budweiser. There's also like Pilsner's, there's the great Cervezas, and then there's darker styles like box and Dunkels and Oktoberfest's and Marzins, that even though they are dark in color, are also pretty light drinking. They, don't, they go back a lot shorter period in history, to about the mid-1800s, and they've got a special place in America where in a, the mid-1800s, most beer in America is still being imported from Europe because barley is so important, barley mash, and barley doesn't grow very well in the United States. And so they start thinking about, well, what are other things that we could use instead of barley, like corn, for instance, rice and wheat and things like that, at a time with an influx of German immigrants and the Industrial Revolution, and thus the American lager as we know it today is born. Post the 70s, it's very consolidated, right? Like you have Anheuser-Busch, Miller Coors, and Pabst that have bought up all these companies. But once upon a time in every city, you had your own. There's still a few left, like uh, Yingling in Pennsylvania, Genesee in Rochester, New York, Anchor Steam in San Francisco. So that's a little bit of the history. But I think it comes down to me, the flavor, it's just easier drinking. The experience is very different, like going into a restaurant and looking at a list of 400 kinds of beers and talking about all the tasting notes or like going to the river with your friends and drinking a six pack of lager. And, uh, I think lager is just more nostalgic for me too. Alex, oh, I'm sorry. Whatever time, didn't I? Yeah.
3: Alex, <laughs> uh, this is the first time that we've ever needed a bailiff. Your, your time, <laughs> time, time is extended. The court will strike the last 10 seconds of the argument. Um, no problem. But the argument is there. Is light beer American? It's right there. Is it? It's easy drinking. It's American. It's the king of beers, but also, and very wise at the end there, bringing it back to no, it's also, it is special. It is local, the Yenlings and the anchor steams, and that it's not just something maybe you get at a ballpark. And the debate continues after round one, very, very to- tight, not toasty. That would be dark beer, perhaps, with its <laughs> coconut and its cocoa. And it's banana and it's circus peanut flavors. I just made that one up. I'm sure. I'm that's sure. a really good idea. If someone hasn't done that yet, actually,
5: that's brilliant branding. This is why you're you. Just uh, yes. add a
2: Krispy Kreme to it.
3: There, exactly. Oh, look at oh Matt dropping the, dropping the throwback note to the old Krispy Kreme liquid nitrogen milkshake. Mm. No one knows what's going on right now except for Matt and I. Matt, you got, three, you got two minutes now for a rebuttal. After a very, very uh, well-written well three minutes here, you get to let us know now why Alex is totally wrong, why light beer is horrible. Your two-minute rebuttal starts now.
2: Again, my colleague, Honorable Judge Crystal, I know you're listening to, uh, Also you, whoever you are. My opponent has made my point for me. He called his own beer bland and disappointing, and I have to agree with him. Uh, If if I want a beverage that tastes of stale bread soaked in water, I'll reach for a pilsner or a lager. Delicious. No, I say again. No, I don't want that. We drink beer not because it is easy. We drink beer because it is hard. If anyone uh, remembers when we went to the moon, it's not the same, but it's close. (laughs) When I snap open this delicious coffee stout and I smell... (laughs) Oh, the top notes of coconut. I know that my mouth is going to have a pleasurable experience, and it's not just going to be, oh, I'm coming in from a hard day's work, and I just want to have a drink, and I'm going to get it on the cheap, and we get a six-pack of whatever it is, Natty Light. No, Mm. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to spend a little extra money, and I'm going to get a craft beer, a local craft beer which again is an argument my opponent made. It's an American thing. It's a local thing. Well, guess what? There are craft breweries on every street corner now, especially here in Atlanta. This beer is made in LaGrange, Georgia, just south of Atlanta where we are. This one brewed right here in our city, and they're both dark, and they're both delicious. My God, dark beer. (laughs) There it is,
3: Matt. Such a positive guy. Kept it, again, a little very, very positive on the dark beer. Didn't really go after Alex or the light beer there. Too bad. Because he's just a great guy. You, just get, you get that sense, don't you, Crystal? Not that you're not, Alex. We know you're a great guy, too.
5: <laughs> I'm no man, <my> Frederick. <laughs> Whatever.
3: <laughs> all right. Listen, um, points for the the cracking of the stout for the ASMR moment right there that we all appreciated. I think you were going for Kennedy, but it was a little bit more Mayor Quinby. but that works for this episode. <laughs>
5: Keeping with the Simpsons theme. Keeping
3: with the Simpsons theme. All right, Alex. Cl- yeah.
2: Note, note there, everyone. That beer I just took a sip of is 10% alcohol, which is too much. Yeah, how's it I'm, I'm going to go ahead and- does it taste? It tastes delicious, but it's yeah, 10%, okay. 10% alcohol. 10%
3: alcohol. Yeah. It's 9.15 in the morning, and I get it. <laughs> All right, Alex. You got two minutes of a rebuttal to let Matt know why dark beer, why, why, you know, listen, the force should be with you, and the force might be light beer. Alex, your two minutes starts now.
5: I think Matt has exemplified a, at least a piece of the immense snobbery that comes with craft beer, dark beer, the whole sort of culture around ales right now, which, again, have no problem with. The more, the merrier. If you want to be this consumer that goes into the place and looks at the list of 4,000 things and has a life story conversation with your waiter about the thing that you're gonna that you're going to drink, great. Maybe you want to get like a six pack of Tecates and go down to the train tracks, you know, hang out, throw rocks at the at the passing trains. Oh, that's a weird example. But, uh, you know, that sounds like a good time to me. Go to the river. I was thinking when you were talking about Miller High Life earlier. My grandfather, uh, there's this story that my grandfather, who was not a big drinker, every night he would take a Miller High Life and he would drink half of it and put the cap back on and stick it back in the fridge. And then the next night he'd drink the other half of it flat. That man was not a discerning consumer. But that was a little ritual for him. And I never really can not finish a whole beer. But I, f- I don't know, I feel some sort of lineage to that. I don't really, I was a bartender for ages, right? Where I talked to people, you tell your whole life story talking someone through what kind of beer they want to order I, I don't necessarily need to embody that in my life anymore I'm looking for the for the celebration for the experience of of being with people and imbibing in a celebratory atmosphere I don't need it to be a homework assignment there's certainly a place for the craft brewery thing but I just think this on the on the lockers all the time needs to end it's being embraced a little bit more there are some craft places that are making you know, they're fancy new versions of lager. I'm not sure they've really cracked like Miller high life and the soft bubbles yet, but that's it for me.
3: Alex coming through at the end, a strong rebuttal round, uh, for both of our competitors, nostalgia. We're talking about family. We're talking about ritual. (laughs) So many things to get into here. I am going to retire to my chambers and I will come back and deliver our verdict in light versus dark beer. Okay, we are back from the chambers where I, have, where I think I've made up my mind, where we're debating dark versus light beer. But before I deliver my verdict, I would like to give both of you, Matt and Alex, an opportunity to grab 60 seconds here and, and give me some final thoughts, perhaps to persuade me from the other side, whether that's the light or the dark side. Who knows yet? Matt, anything you'd like me to
2: know before I deliver this verdict? Uh, When I was a young man, the first beer I ever sipped was my father's Milwaukee's Best. And I absolutely detested the flavor. I was pretty small, probably 13, 14. I just took a sip. I hated it. And I didn't touch alcohol again until I was 21. And when I tried alcohol again, it was a light beer created here in Atlanta. It was called a Sweetwater Blue. And it was like this blueberry flavored malt beverage thing that, again, I did not like. I did not enjoy the flavor of beer until I tried a Guinness draft. And that's when I knew this beer is good.
3: There it is. Alex, anything you'd like to give me to think about here before I deliver this verdict?
5: I'd like to give you a visual. There's a very popular meme on the internet called the evolution of a beer snob. And it's like five figures coming from ape up to erect human. And, and the five levels in order are lagers, like starting with the you know Budweiser lagers, IPAs, big stouts, that's where Matt got into it, sours for once you're getting particularly snobbery, and then back to lagers at the end. I think the world is big enough for all kinds of beer. And when you walk into a place with your friend that's a little bit of a beer snob, they don't need to say something to you like, oh, I just want a shitty beer today. Because they like the thing they're ordering. They want the Ticaté.
3: <laughs> there it is. Alex stating his case very well, by the way. This case comes down to, is it it's the old versus the new? Is it elitism versus pragmatism? Is it a s- snobbery versus nostalgia? Is it flavor versus mouthfeel? Is it like a special occasion versus everyday? Craft versus commerce? So many things to weigh in here. And I have to say, before I deliver this verdict, that my personal... Beer of choice is uh, lately a Heineken zero. So I don't know what that says about me, a Heineken <laughs> 0. 0.0. So, with that being said, this court will decide in favor of dark beer.
2: welcome to the dark
3: side. Dark deer. I listen, I rarely do I do a recap on my own verdict, but listen, I get it. I am over the whole, this beer, it's got a little coconut and toasted caramel. And do you get a little bit of, um, you get a little bit of a uh, high tide coconut sort of <laughs> lotion on it? Circus peanut meets, I don't know, raisinette, you know, like I am over that too, Alex. But at the end of the day, the argument for dark beer and all of its flavor and complexity just so well crafted, Matt Frederick. Congratulations, Dark Beer wins
5: today. Am I not allowed to drink light beer anymore? No. Do I have to switch. <laughs> Is that what this means? <laughs> no. When is the sentencing hearing? <laughs> do, do you award us $13 million now? Well, is that you how know, it works? Well, listen,
3: here's how it works. There's no money involved, but we'll get right into the sentencing. This court does declare, Alex, that you can drink whatever you would like, whenever oh you would like it. And I agree with those arguments that drink what you want. I don't care if it's a keg of ranch dressing. That's what food court is all Ooh. about. Well, don't drink a keg of ranch dressing. <laughs>
2: Please don't. We're going to get water?
3: Uh, this 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 uh, Porter does, don't you get a little bit of like um aged ranch dressing on the back <laughs> palate? <laughs> All right, thanks everyone for listening to Food court. I'm Richard Blaze. For more Matt, you can check out the podcast stuff they don't want you to know wherever you get your podcast and on Twitter at Conspiracy stuff. And for more, Alex, please check out his podcast ephemeral wherever you get your podcast and on Twitter at Ephemeral show. Listen, audience, I know. You think I got it wrong. 51% of you think that. Did I get it right? Some of you might think that. What kind of peanut butter do you prefer in your stout or porter? (laughs) What did your granddad drink, right? We're all having these questions. You can find out and debate it across social media at Richard Blaze and find the podcast on Instagram at Food Court Pod to let us know. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Badmahi. Food Court was created by Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my Food Court clerks are Jonathan Dressler, David Wasserman, and Jasmine Blaze. No relation. Actually, she's really—we're we're married. Uh, and the theme song is by Jason Neesmith. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: With